This is KVNF Mountain Grown Community Radio. I'm Cassie Canoost. This is your regional newscast for Wednesday, January 31st. Highline Lake State Park on Colorado's western slope has become the first state park in a region to earn the Leave No Trace Gold Standard site designation. The recognition is given by the National Leave No Trace nonprofit organization, and it focuses on promoting outdoor ethics and responsible recreation. The High Country Shopper reports that the park proved successful in integrating Leave No Trace principles in its operations. The designation aims at minimizing environmental impacts, properly disposing of waste, and respecting wildlife. Highline Lake State Park offers various recreational activities. The park attracts nearly 150,000 visitors each year. Efforts to preserve the historic Shoshone water rights in Colorado are moving ahead with a commitment of $20 million from the state. KVNF's Lisa Young has more. The Colorado Water Conservation Board voted unanimously to appropriate $20 million in the 2024 project's bill for Shoshone water right preservation. According to the announcement, the funding commitment represents a key milestone in the campaign to permanently protect the historic, non-consumptive Shoshone water rights on the Upper Colorado River for future generations. Andy Mueller, Colorado River District General Manager, expressed gratitude for the funding that will protect Shoshone's flow in perpetuity and the generational investment in Colorado water security. The Shoshone permanency effort now moves to fulfill the closing conditions of the purchase and sell agreement signed by the Colorado River District and Excel Energy on December 19th. Next steps will include securing additional diversely sourced funding to meet the final $98.5 million purchase price and partnering with the state to protect the historic flow regime by adding an alternate use of in-stream flow to the existing non-consumptive rights. Towns across Delta County have announced their candidates for local governing bodies in the upcoming April 2nd election. In Delta, Council Members Kathy Boyd, Ryan Crick, and Mark Broom, along with Mayor Kevin Carlson, are not running for re-election. The Delta County Independent reports that Dan Corthius is running uncontested for District A, while District B has no candidates. This could mean a potential need for an appointment in the future. Running for at-large seats are Ronald White and Nathan Clay. In Cedar Edge, Mayor Richard Udd is not seeking re-election, and Randy Bodwell and Trustee Greg Hart are running for the mayoral seat. Seven candidates are vying for five open trustee seats. Over in Hotchkiss, four candidates are running for three available four-year terms. Paonia will have an uncontested mayoral race with trustee Paige Smith. Trustees Kathy Swartz, William Brunner, Walter Check, and write-in candidate Linda McCone are running for open trustee seats. Orchard City has a two-way mayoral contest and five candidates for four trustee positions. Crawford will see a two-way mayoral race and contested trustee positions. Affordable college education is on the horizon for Colorado's Western Slope as both Colorado Mesa University and Fort Lewis College introduce initiatives to assist low-income students. The Daily Sentinel reports that CMU is launching the CMU Promise, covering 100% of tuition for students from families earning under $65,000 per year in the 22 western counties of the state. Meanwhile, Fort Lewis College is expanding its FLC tuition promise. It now covers students statewide with family incomes under $70,000 per year. Previously, the benefit was only available to families with an annual income of under $65,000. Hotchkiss-based Empowered Energy Systems is celebrating its 20th year by transitioning to a worker-owned cooperative and public benefit corporation. KVNF's Lisa Young returns with this report. 
The Western Slope Solar Company started in 2004 by Brad Barrett and wife Danielle Curé has been migrating to a worker-owned cooperative with a focus on providing local jobs into the future. It seems that Barrett and Curé have joined the Silver Tsunami, boomer business owners age 65 and plus who are looking to leave their businesses. But rather than sell their business, they're opting to create worker-owned cooperatives. Here's owner Danielle Curé. Well, it gives people more initiative and buy-in into the place they're working and, and some determination on how the business goes. And, and I think empowering people that way is really important. It's estimated that within the next 10 years, thousands of business owners in Colorado plan to leave their businesses. The transition to a worker-owned business at Empowered Energy Systems began over a year ago with employees J.J. Riggs and Kelly Moss. Currently, Barrett and Carey work for the cooperative while the new worker owners develop skills and experience. So, you know, basically both Brad and I are committed to seeing this, this company succeed and that the, the workers who become members are, are successful in this business. At last count, Colorado has over 150 employee-owned businesses. Colorado State Office of Economic Development and International Trade sees the development of employee ownership models important for the long-term economic security of the state. Data suggests that employee-owned businesses often have higher wages, less turnover, access to better benefits, and job security. In addition, the workforce is more engaged you get a bit more control, a bit more of a say, I guess, in um, what your future might look like with a company. A um, bit more of a say on decisions that affect you rather than in a traditional employment opportunity where, you know, the boss or the owner is just making these decisions. That's Kelly Moss business manager, co-owner, and president of the worker-owned cooperative board at Empire Energy Systems. Across the United States, an estimated 6 to 10 business owners plan to retire or sell their businesses within the next 10 years. And of these, 15% of businesses are passed down to the next generation, while only 20% are listed to sell. In Colorado, 48% of business owners are 55 or older. Employee ownership models offer an alternative exit plan for business owners that also preserve jobs and create sustainable economic opportunities. In addition to becoming a worker-owned corporation, Empire Energy Systems also became a public benefit corporation, a for-profit corporation or domestic cooperative that aims to produce one or more public benefits and to operate in a responsible and sustainable manner. Curry says becoming a public benefit corporation was the logical next step for the company that has a history of community work and contributions. Part of the expectation of being a public benefit corporation is that you provide a report and you put it on your website of what work you've done in the community. You know, we've had that role in the community and we want to continue that role. For KVNF, I'm Lisa Young. This wraps our regional newscast for today. I'm Cassie Knust. As always, you can email in story ideas, feedback, and questions to news at kvnf.org.
The KVNF newscast airs Tuesday through Friday each week at 8 a.m. and again at 5.50 p.m. following All Things Considered. Thank you for listening to and powering KVNF, your Mountain Grown Community Radio.